So what did you do this week, Ian? Uh, well, let's see. I played my horn. You Wow. You played your horn. I okay. played my horn. Mm-hmm. My Paul horn. Um, <laughs> did you play anybody else's horn? No. Well. I'd let you play my horn. Oh, my. This is 8-Bit, episode 81. Talk in circles on Sunday, June 1st, 2014. And now, oh, the past. The present. The future. This episode is hosted by Ian Buck and Ian Decker with guest Savannah Haslow. Was that for commencement? That was your, commencement, your horn yeah. playing? Yes. Actually, a lot of the songs that we did were fun. But were the music isn't what we... Horny songs. All the horny songs. Oh, yes. John Williams. He has lots of horny songs. I know. They, they use a lot of the French horns, which are backwards-facing horns. <laughs> How do they manage that, I wonder? Anyway, mm. so, yeah. Very carefully. And what did you do uh, in between your, your finals and your commencement horny playing? Oh, I did you. And how did that work out for you? Well, we both got off even in the end. <laughs> I can't handle this anymore. <laughs> <laughs> that was a fun few days, though, when we just got together and had, like... You know, a day and a half land party. Mm-hmm. That was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. And of course, the highlight of it was the, the Ian, Ian challenge. Because let's see. So how did it, how did it work? All right. So first things first is we flipped a coin to see who. Well, no, sorry, no. We rolled a dice to see who decided which came first. The whole thing was one of us picked a game, then the other one picked a challenge um, within that game. Within that game. Mm-hmm. So the first game, I won the game pick. So I chose Half Life Two Deathmatch, and which was a really good choice. Senior Buck, I I chose originally. I chose uh, only the SMG's Alt Fire, which is the noob tube grenade launcher. But then we realized that we it was going to take forever to find like the grenade launcher ammo. So then we decided that it was just SMG in general, uh, which still sucks. Well, yeah, because that was, that's the worst weapon in the game. It's spray and pray and pray that it's a headshot because that's the only thing that does a reasonable amount of damage. Yeah. Um, though, when you also don't know where the health packs are, you can run into each other and, you know, if one of you has low health, it'll be over pretty quickly. Uh, um, my favorite part was looking at your feed and finding where you saw me by accident sometimes. My Oh, my feed? Oh, well, stop that. I mean, like, afterwards when we were looking at... Oh, Sure. At your recording that you had made. Yeah, yeah, oh yes. Because, yeah, because you remembered where you were when we were saying certain things. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, and of course, we were streaming this whole thing on Twitch because we were actually in a place with good internet. Yeah. So we could actually do that. Yeah. Um, and so Savannah was watching us. Yeah. Among other people. I think there were a few strangers, but there were also a few people who we knew. Um, well, I'm sure that we all knew them because the only place where we broadcasted it was... On Facebook. Right, but they could also discover it through Twitch. I suppose. You know, like, they could go, oh, this person is playing Half-Life 2 Deathmatch, I'd like to watch this. Um, For example, that guy who was yelling at you that League of Legends sucks and we shouldn't play it. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's see. Who you agreed vehemently with. Yes, I did, because I didn't want to play a game that I didn't want to play. Go figure. Oh, that makes sense. Um, So, how did, let's see, Deathmatch... Turned out with you pulling ahead at the beginning, but then I tied it up at fours, and we were playing to five, and then I mm-hmm. killed you. So I won that one. And then the second game, uh, I chose Counter-Strike Source. And I chose Pistols Only. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and you were on Counter Terrorists, and I was on Terrorists. That which was so, a dumb choice for me. Yeah, in some ways. It's, well, yeah, especially since when I asked you if we were going to be playing with the bomb, uh, you know, objective as well as just killing each other, you said, "Yeah, sure, either or." And uh, so I placed the bomb, and then you came to defuse the bomb, and I killed you. So you laid a trap. Well, yeah, that's a trap. I mean, that's what playing the bomb is. <laughs> yes, is uh, a putting you know going towards one victory condition, but also forcing the other team to do a certain thing. Yep. Which you can then take advantage of. Um, but yeah, so we didn't count that, that death. But even so, I pulled ahead early. By like five or six kills. Something like that. It was ridiculous. And then you tied it up at nines. I we, found my gun. Yeah. The gun that worked. The 50 caliber pistol. <laughs> and I, f- I feel like I stopped getting as many headshots later as well. Cause like a lot of times you would die really fast cause I would like hit you twice in the head and then you were dead. Yeah. Um. Even though you were wearing a helmet, but yeah. So you tied it up at nine. We were playing to ten, and then you won. Mm-hmm. Um. That rooftop shootout. That was good. That, that was, was pretty good. cool. Uh. And then. Oh yeah. Then, then it was League of Legends. Uh, and I chose the dumbest challenge of all: no killing minions. And then you chose the dumbest champion to do that challenge with too. <laughs> I wanted to eat you. <laughs> so he played a character named Chogath. Um, so Cho'Gath's passive ability is each time he kills a minion, <laughs> he gains back some health and mana. Clearly, I did not give a crap at all by that time. No. Q is a knockup. Um, <laughs> W is a toggle, which does AoE damage whenever you do a basic attack. And E roars and silences, and then your ultimate bites and does a bunch of true damage, and it increases your health if it's the last, um, if it's the last hit. And because we couldn't do it on minions, you couldn't get any of those health bonuses either. Nope. But, it, I mean, it almost didn't matter because us killing each other didn't do anything for us either. You know, the only time that we were ever really interacting with the goal of the game was if our minions happened to be pushing a tower, you know, you could run up to that tower with them and attack it as well and, you know, add your damage to theirs. Uh, and so, I mean, you were playing Jax, who has... Mm-hmm. Tons of damage. So that that worked out well for you, and I yeah. just surrendered at 20 minutes. And I mean, I was also playing intelligently in the sense that I built gold for five items. The first item that I got was something called Amulet Coin, which is whenever I'm around a minion without dealing the killing blow, I get gold. Hmm. Okay. Hmm. And then I got something called Avarice Blade, which gives me more gold per five, which would have been more helpful if I could actually kill things because it gives me extra gold whenever I kill something. But yeah. Oh, well, it was really weird too, how your minions kept pushing my towers, like, and my minions weren't pushing your towers. I'm not oh, sure, sure how they were actually by the end. I was like, why are you so, or I, I didn't say it out loud, but I was a little surprised that you were surrendering at 20 because I didn't care anymore. I didn't want to play. I didn't, I, whether I won or not, I didn't want to play anymore. <laughs> All right. Cause it's league. I don't, I don't enjoy it. Especially what we were doing. That wasn't fun either. No. Um, Especially when I kept on killing you. But the last one. That, well, I mean, a bunch of those times I just went tower diving for the hell of it. Um, but the last game. Oh, the last game was fun. That was fun. Because Crush showed up. Crush, watching, is, Crush was the aquatics director at our camp last year. Yep. And he, he showed up and he was watching us play League. <laughs> and he's like, okay, I got a challenge for you guys. Come and play Left for Dead with me. And we'll see who gets the most, um, 
the most general kills, kills. Yeah, general infected infected kills in Left 4 Dead 2. Um, and so we played. I think. Let's see, which campaign were we playing? It was one of the newer ones. It was a short one. Yeah. Um, it's the one where you're you end up getting into a van at the end where the van is like coming down off of a a lift. Um, yeah, and that. <laughs> He was doing really well at the beginning. Yeah. Like Morgan was getting a bunch of uh a bunch of kills. And our our strategy basically was a bunch. Not so many? No what? It's not so many kills? I don't get it. Are we making a reference to that league guy again? Actually I have no idea. Okay. The league guy's name is Freak. Right. Some of you will know what he's talking about. He likes to get freaky. Super freak. Super freak. He's super freaky. He does tons of damage. Um but yeah, so our our strategy was basically if Morgan gets himself into a dumb situation, let him die. Unfortunately, there was an AI Zoe who kept reviving him because she's helpful. Yay. Yay. I have a Mountain Dew here for you. Well, I already have an open Dr. Pepper. <laughs> but I'll take the Mountain Dew after I'm done with the Dr. Pepper. Um <laughs> But yeah, so by the end of that, somehow somehow I just got tons and tons and tons of kills. Because I found uh, the automatic shotgun, which is tons my, of damage. Is my that's my favorite gun in the game. Because I don't tons of damage. Lovely. <clears throat> Usually I don't like shotguns because they fire too slow. But when it's, an, when it's an automatic shotgun and there's you know enough ammo to go around, it's great. Yes. Um. So let's see. What was the what was the final count on that? I think I um, had like four hundred and thirty. Four hundred and thirty something. And he had four or something. Uh, yeah, I think it was like four hundred six. And then you were in the 200s. Because you refused to use guns. You were just using a fire axe. That's the way I roll, though. Well, it's not going to get you kills. Yeah. Oh, Just saying. So by the end, we were tied. Like, I usually save my guns for the special infected. Like, I'm pretty sure I had the most special infected killed because of that. Maybe. I remember Zoe saving a bunch of people's butts by shooting special infected off of them. Usually. But yeah. It was fun. That was, like, a good... Solid two hours plus of playing together. Mm-hmm. Um, and we have, I put together, so the, the Twitch stream, you know, recorded that. Unfortunately, it's only in 720p, but, uh, I exported it to YouTube and I now have a little playlist there. So go click on that link. And by the way, if you're listening to this and you're not on the website with the show notes, uh, you can go to thenexus.tv slash eb81 and that's where you'll find the show notes, including the link that I just mentioned. By the way, what was your favorite part of the Ian challenge? Um, oh man, I mean, Half-Life 2 Deathmatch is hands down my favorite multiplayer game of all time, so I think I enjoyed that the most. Though the pistols was also fun. Mm-hmm. Well, like contract. favorite moment in the Oh, favorite moment? Um, oh. <laughs> Same one I'm thinking of? <laughs> I think so. It, during, it, towards the beginning of Half-Life 2 Deathmatch, yep. you found the button on the map that closes the doors to the bunker and started an alarm. And, uh, <coughs> and then if you weren't inside the bunker by the time, you know, the doors closed, then you would get hit by rockets from the sky. And, so I press the yep. button and sit there and wait because I'm like, oh, oh crap, oh crap, oh crap, oh crap. He probably knows where I am. Um, 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 okay. Yeah. Use the grav gun, grab a cabinet, put it in front of me so I'm hiding behind it. Oh, you did that. Okay. That's what you're talking about. Yeah, you cheater, but. Well, I mean, I didn't shoot you with it. I didn't do any damage. No, but you were still using it. Anyway, um. We never said that that was. Anyway. But, um, so I saw you in the room after I came into the bunker and so I started shooting you and you, you killed me. 
And then Good I enough noob tubes. And then yeah, you had three of them that time. Yeah, yeah. That's max cap for mm-hmm. noob tubes. Um, and so then I respond, and it puts me outside. The doors are closed, and here comes rockets from the sky. And I was just like, "What? No!" <laughs> and then I blew up. Yep. Were you Were you there for that? Did you see that? I did not. I I had to give up at about uh twenty minutes um. because you guys just kept cutting out for me. And I don't know why, because I had been watching Twitch streams earlier that were just fine. Yeah, I'm I'm not sure what that was either. I don't think that it was a problem with us streaming to Twitch because like the recordings have seem fine. Mm-hmm. Um, so hopefully we won't have that problem now with people trying to watch them because yeah, I mean Ryan will tell you that YouTube sucks and you should never try to stream from it, but I, have, I don't have problems with it. Mm-hmm. Um, so. There was other stuff going on in the world that, you know, didn't involve us playing games, but had to do with other games. I call those headlines. I call them, Oh, dang it, I can't speak. I can't go that high. <laughs> <laughs> I've been sick for the past week, and currently my voice is going, so... Let's see, the highest I can get... <laughs> That's about really the highest sad. I can get. It's really sad. <laughs> So I'm a little bit wispy right now. I sound like I've hit puberty again. I'm kind of surprised that I didn't catch whatever you had because I was with you for two days and you were coughing the entire time. It took Sarah. She like she only started showing symptoms a couple days ago. Hmm. And I mean, she'd been kissing me. So I don't think I was quite doing that. No. No. At least not I hope quite. not. Hmm. If you did, that was some mighty strong drug you used to knock me out. You have no idea. I paid top dollar for it. Uber roofies? Yeah. Oh God! So let's Why talk did about you put those... this rag over the mic. <laughs> Tell me what it smells like. Maybe chloroform. Savannah, you smell it first. <laughs> uh, no. Hey, you're the one who's supposed to do the stupid ideas. Remember? Yeah, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I seem to do that in all games. Like I, I did a D and D campaign during the last part of this week too, and I played the barbarian, the half orc barbarian. He was like, all right, we've checked it for traps. You open it now so that if we missed anything, you get hit. <laughs> and also, if you, we were playing it. If you got hit with a trap, you had to take a shot of something that was half alcohol. Blah. 99 proof. Mm. It's called 99 Watermelons. It supposedly tastes like car crash or Kharkov. Sorry. Car crash. <laughs> it tastes like a car crash. Well, I mean, that's the nickname for Kharkov, just because it's so bad that it'll put you in a car crash. Um, but it tastes like that, only slightly sweeter. Supposedly. I mean, I don't think I've ever had Kharkov, and I am okay with that. Yes, yeah, just like I've never read Twilight, and I'm okay with that. Yes. All right. So, headlines. 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 You start. All right. Sony will be bringing PlayStation products to China now. Uh, we're not sure which ones exactly, but all three major console manufacturers are, have now announced plans to sell something in China, though not all of them are going to be the same products available elsewhere. Yep. Because, hmm. like, I know the the Xbox One is coming to China. I believe it's going to be pretty much the same Xbox One as, as everybody else's. But, same price point? Uh, I'm not sure. We, we don't know With that yet. With or without Connect. Well, we don't know that yet either, because they made the announcement about making the Xbox One for China before they made the announcement about not, you know, selling the Kinect mm-hmm. mandatorily. Um, and obviously Nintendo is making something new for emerging. Yeah, heard about that. Mer- emerging, uh, what do they, what do they call them? Emerging markets? markets. Yeah, yes. those things. Mm-hmm. Right, you're the, you're the expert on international stuff, aren't you? Yes, I That's am. That's right. <laughs> Since when? Since the last time she was on here. Since the first time I was on here. 
Since the only time you were? No. No. Been on She's been on before. a couple of times. I know. Twice? Yeah. Maybe? We could look it up. I don't know. I'm Twice. just trying to make a bad joke. Let's move on. It's not worth looking mm-hmm. up. All right. In the meantime, so I like to talk about political things. So this is a kind of interesting side effect of a political thing that we covered a while back. So when THQ went bankrupt, they apparently left a lot of stuff behind in their main office. Somebody whose company has moved into the space posted a bunch of pictures of the treasure trove that includes a life-size statue of or a life-size statue of a space marine, trophies, a display case of all the THQ games, and epic posters. Of course, not epic the company. That would no. be silly. That'd be really silly. You that stop being so silly. <laughs> I mean, aren't I always silly? So there's been an update on the state of the Steam controller, and I'm not very happy about this update. Valve is now using uh, a wireless version of it in most of their testing. That's good. But they have uh, they probably won't be coming out with the controller for everybody else until 2015, which I'm pretty sure means that the Steam machines won't be coming you know, out for retail until 2015 either because you can't really release those without the controller that's meant for them unless they want to use Xbox 360 controllers, but I don't think that that's what they want. You don't think? I don't think. Well, I, you know, I can't speak to Valve's intentions. Well, you can't speak either. But you make for a pretty boring podcast. All right, moving on. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm giving myself the ability to speak again. Wonderful. With my magic, magic. You finger. have magic. Yes, in you my have, fingers. You, you have the magic fingers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to. <laughs> I'd say we'll have to ask some of your girlfriends about that, but uh, considering no. <laughs> <laughs> how not? to make things awkward in any situation, <laughs> I can tell you there's no magic there. <laughs> <laughs> Just good old skill. No, not that either. <sighs> you I'm out. I'm just gonna drop this because I don't want to go there. All right, all right. Well, not I'm, anymore. You I'm know. quite self confident. That's all that matters. For some reason. <laughs> Ouch! <laughs> Hush now and do the headlines. Coming from the experience. Well, never mind. What? Don't worry about it. What? Hmm? What's going on? Are we calling Savannah the experienced one? I'm confused. Never mind. I have a huge knowledge database. That's all I have. <laughs> How about I stop talking like Galen and we move on? Yeah, that's a good idea. Nice. <laughs> Maybe so. I should put some fancy hats on you. No. <laughs> no, I don't want a sailor's hat. <laughs> so PR stunts are all well and good until they go wrong, right? Sure. Isn't that how it always goes? Oh, yes, of course. Everything's good until it goes wrong? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's what she said. Could be. <sighs> Only after the tear. What? Oh, what? No, that's no. I'm or confused. She heard... No. Or <laughs> if the guy heard the snap. Oh, I get it. Okay, I get it. Very nice. PR stunts. So PR stunts. PR stunts. <laughs> Actually, I was referring to something different than the last one. But moving on. Uh huh. I know. Ubisoft Australia uh, sent copies of Watchdogs to a bunch of journalists in little black safes, along with a voicemail explaining what was going on. Unfortunately, one of them didn't get the voicemail, and a bomb squad ended up getting called to deal with the suspicious package. Yeah, it was beeping, apparently. <laughs> Great idea. Um, oops. Yeah. They they apologized profusely. Uh, good. It'll never happen again. I thought the Aussies were supposed to be super chill, usually. According to Rue. Mm. Well, I mean, if you have a possible bomb package, like... They suspected that it was a PR stunt, but they, you know, they didn't get a voicemail. Like, there was a note that said, check your voicemail. They didn't have a voicemail. 
you know, explaining what it was. They called some of some of their other journalist buddies at other places. Nobody knew what was going on, so they were like, um, yeah, we should probably take care of this. Uh, I suppose. All right. So the Arma series has distinguished itself by its mobility. Uh, mobility. Modability. 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 I can read. You know those mods? It's tired. Where they make make variations on the game. I'm tired and sick. It's okay. I forgive you. Let's just hope our listeners do. Hey, it's the last episode of the season. Let's it make is. the best of it. So it really sucks that I'm sick and have no brain. E- kind of. But oh, whatever. It just means I have no filter either. All the jokes. I think we should make out on air. Go for it. <laughs> is that the sound you make when you're making out? I'd no ask Sarah. <laughs> uh, um, so modability. 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 And Bohemian Interactive is focusing on that aspect by having a big modding contest called Make Arma Not War. In addition to the cash prizes, which go from uh, 20k euros, or those pounds? Euros. Euros. Euros, okay. Pounds, it looks like L's. Yeah, you're right. Euros look like an E. I should know this. I was in Europe for a while. That's a good point. You should you, know You've this. been in Europe a lot more than I have. 17 days. That's a lot more than zero. And they didn't always have euros. No. In the places where we went. Anyway. So from 20,000 to... So from 20,000 to 200,000 euros, they are teaming up with the International Red Cross to send someone out on a Red Cross mission for a week. That award will be judged by which mod best embodies the theme healthcare in danger. That's interesting. Yeah. it. They have a nice video to go along with it um, explaining, you know, why they want to do a, a healthcare in danger um, based award. And it, it seems pretty legit. Are we going to talk about that? So, uh, well, I'm, <laughs> do you want to talk more about it? Well, I mean, seems just, interesting. Well, just go and watch the TV show MASH. There, done. All right, moving on. <laughs> Some of the some of the like examples that they were giving um, of you know ideas that you could use are like um, what if you have a multiplayer game where um, you know if if somebody gets shot you know and goes down um, if like the enemy team captures them and takes them back to like a hospital before before they you know respawn then they don't get to respawn because hmm. they you know they're being treated at the enemy hospital so they're not going to be able to go back out on the field because hmm. now they're you know, a prisoner, but it's better than not getting treated at all. Yeah. Right. Um, also, you know, another thing would be to like make a, a mod that's, uh, from the perspective of a, a healthcare provider out there in the field who's like being attacked by bad people. What? <laughs> Making adjustments. We'll see how this goes. <laughs> well, all right. Try that again. Well, all right. Let's see how quickly my arm gets tired by holding this thing up for a while. Yes, but it's your right arm, so it's pretty strong. Well, my right arm is a lot stronger than my left. I'm glad you picked up what I'm putting down. So, we were supposed to be able to play Arena Commander by now, which was that dogfighting module for Star Citizen. Um, I was pretty darn excited for it, because it was going to be one of the last things that I got to play before we went to camp. Um, Unfortunately... They decided that there were way too many bugs for them to be comfortable launching it. Uh, and I'm not sure when they're planning on coming out with it now. So. Well, I mean, it's that. good that they're going back, that they're able to take a step back and say, oops, we goofed. Let's make this right so that our player base has 
right the sort of thing that they deserve to play and that was one of the things that they said is yeah if we were you know being published and not we didn't go through kickstarter then our publisher would probably have told us no you have to launch now no matter what you know state it's in because yeah. they have deadlines to keep or whatever yeah kickstarter woohoo woohoo it, i can't do a high woohoo <laughs> And do a manly woohoo. Woohoo. <laughs> <coughs> How about a sick woohoo? You can't do the uh, yoo-hoo, big summer blowout. Yoo-hoo. <laughs> 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 big summer blowout. <laughs> it's not like you're going through It's me, Mario. <laughs> woohoo. <laughs> <coughs> this is what happens when you eat the wrong mushrooms, Mario. All right. Um, Back to the Arma series. We all know what Arma 3 has been missing all along is go-kart racing. There was an April April Fool's joke that addressed this, and the community thought it was so cool that it's now a DLC pack. The timing seems pretty perfect, as Mario Kart 8 just released as well. Woohoo! Woohoo! All of the voice cracking today. Okay, I'm going to talk as high as I can for don't, this next one. I'm concerned for your vocal cords now. <laughs> I don't think you should do that. You told me it's my job to do the stupid things. Now let me do my job, damn it. So but, shut up, sit back, and... But I care about you. You already gave me the prime directive. <laughs> so, the evil within delayed to October 30, 21st. So it seems like pretty good timing uh, right before Halloween. But it is a delay, so don't like it so much, I guess. No. Yeah. But I mean, if it's for the same reason as before, as let's put it out when it's actually ready to go and not buggy, mm. then I appreciate that. Yeah. I mean, this is a little different because they're, you know, announcing the delay long before the original intended release was. Yeah. You know, whereas the other one was like, okay, it's release date. No, we're not going to do it. Mm. Yeah. Um, so do you remember how we talked about Samsung uh, competing with Oculus and Sony in the uh, in the VR space? A little bit, yeah. Well, it turns out they're not actually going to be competing with Oculus. They're going to be collaborating with Oculus. Ooh. So Samsung is going to be providing, you know, the hardware end of this, uh, this deal and Oculus will be providing the software. And it sounds like it's going to be the kind of thing where like, um, their, their next line of phones will basically provide the screen for this. So you like slide your Samsung phone into like a, a little goggle set and then the goggle set has precise, you know, gyroscopes and stuff to sense where you're pointing. Um, but then the the screen is just your phone's screen. It's an interesting mm. concept. It's an interesting concept, but is it like necessary? Because in order to make this work, I have to have a Samsung phone, and if I have, you know, like I kind of want just one system that is a closed you know it, it's it, it is its own system mm-hmm. you know i don't want to have to slide my phone into it yeah i have actually seen a sort of virtual reality thing that you know you took a, a, an iphone and you slid it in there and it kind of you know it made sure that your le- right eye could only see the right half of the screen and your left eye could only see the left half and then it displayed you know slightly different perspectives of the same spot it's essentially what the 3ds does which is exact yeah that's exactly how 3d works Mm -hmm. and i was just like whoa whoa this is brilliant like whoa um of course the only the only kind of head tracking the the only kind of head tracking that it could do is like am i rocking side to side 
kind of thing. <laughs> so that's how you walked through the world is like shaking your head side to side a little bit. It felt really silly. Really? We should always feel really silly. In the Ministry of Silly Walks? Oh. <laughs> I haven't actually seen that sketch yet. Really? I need to watch more you Monty Python. You need to Python. watch that. Dude, at the, at the uh, thrift shop in Morris, I found Monty Python's The Meaning of Life for a dollar. The DVD, like, two-disc version with all of the special features for a dollar. You bought that, right? I bought that, yeah. And when when I brought it out, like, that was the only thing that I found that I wanted that day. Because um, I was actually looking for shorts because I didn't have enough of them. Mm. Um, and when I walked up to the guy at the front counter, he's like, oh, what you got there? And I'm like, showed him. And he's like, that's a good find. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to pop some tags. Only got $20 in my pocket. Well, I had a little bit more than 20 because I'm kind of loaded. Looking for a car. Uh-huh. about it. fucking awesome. Well, in terms of broke college students, I'm kind of loaded. <laughs> it's true. That's it why. Is. That's why over the summer, I provide the credit card for all of those little high school uh, uh, camp staff who can't buy Steam games. <laughs> yeah. I'm an enabler. I mean, Four children. I'm, I think about halfway through this next month, I should have about 500 coming in. Yay! Because it'll be getting paid from work at, uh, on campus, um, as well as getting reimbursed for the trip down to Indiana. You had to pay for that? Bef- wow. Oh, for like gas and stuff. For gas and food. Okay, okay. I thought you meant like paying for the training. No. So I was going to say, they should have taken care of that. Yeah, no, they took care of that. That's good. Yeah, so I got to take care of that. And actually, speaking of money and campus jobs, something that's kind of interesting that I learned is, so I was talking with my advisor who got the, um, actually, because today was commencement, he he received the award for like the Distinguished Teaching Award, hmm. like the top top honor honorific award that you can get as an educator at Gustavus. And so I went up to talk with him and congratulate him, and he talked to me and said that I had been nominated by the department to be the administrative assistant. So I'm going to be the secretary for the classics department next year. Nice. So I get to take care of a bunch of different projects and whatnot, whatever they have going on. And I get paid a little extra for it too. That's always a bonus. Yeah. So I'm okay with that. I mean, Mm. apparently they like the posters that I make. Oh, I, yeah, you showed me one of those. I remember that. I don't remember what was on it or what it was for, but I saw one. I mean, I generally, (laughs) I remember appreciating it at the time. It was for the one that I think I showed you was for a um, a dinner party thing that was going on it's called a symposium, mm-hmm. and the invite that I had was like free food. Now that I have your attention, free food and good conversation. And on the front, it had a picture of of a very womanly looking Bacchus, but he was still half naked, quite ripped, and was about to drip some wine all over himself. Oh yeah. That's attractive. I will seduce anyone to anything with other people's <laughs> pictures. <laughs> so, back to headlines. Back to headlines. Oh, we were talking about this. <laughs> Nintendo. I love them. Woo-hoo! But oh. I would also love to see their games in Let's Plays. However, they have one of the most obnoxious policies on them ever. And basically, they just want the ad revenue. And uh, this week they announced that they're willing to share the ad revenue with the video creator as long as Nintendo approves of the video. And I'm not sure I'm how... Pretty, I'm pretty sure that's approves of it ahead of time, even. Like, yeah. You have to be you a, have to be a asking, partner of them. You have to ask for permission. Mm-hmm. You have to kind of go through their, you know, policies and whatever. But I'm pretty sure that's working out for some people because I have seen Let's Plays of Nintendo games popping up again. Mm. That's good. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, like, 
they uh, they don't even need the ad revenue from those videos because no, the all. videos themselves are like advertising for yeah. their games, and they don't seem to see that. I don't know. I've n- I've never really understood Nintendo's corporate culture. Kill the biker entrepreneur. <laughs> I mean, they're sticking to what they've uh, they've kind of put in place already. So, mm-hmm. and I mean, all companies start out small somewhere. If they let it get big, somehow, some way. It could end up challenging the great and powerful Nintendo. Nah. Mm, right. Well, let's see. Um, companies that are challenging Nintendo at this point. Apple. That was small at one point, right? Mm-hmm. It's funny how we can go with from you know a company that used to be a card like a, a gaming a, a card gaming playing cards manufacturer uh, and another company that you know made basic computers. And now they're, you know, competing with each other over mobile gaming. Yep. It's still interesting to me that, uh, about what Nintendo is approving, because they've always had, their their reasoning partially is because they want to make sure it's family friendly. Right. Because that's but a they, very important part of what their games are. Yes. But they've approved Rooster Teeth videos for Let's Plays, <laughs> and uh, that's kind of iffy. Kind of? Very. 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 If, iffy at best? Yeah. That's an understatement. No. Yeah. That it's like O'Leary's law in that sense, which is that Murphy was an optimist. <laughs> I like that. Is it is that somebody who you know or is that uh kind of he was one of the instructors at the, the aquatics camp. Oh, okay. Patrick O'Leary. All right. Um so let's see another game that I've talked about quite a bit is The Cannibal Loving Lost Looking f- the Forest. Um and it's now on Steam Early Access, so go check it out. Find those bugs. Hopefully they don't find you first. So one of the things that they said in their announcement that they were putting it on Steam was, yeah, in the current build, uh, saving and loading seems to crash the game. We'll fix that soon. <laughs> so yes, this is a very early access game. <laughs> but I guess if you want to, you know, never turn it off the way that I never turned off... Uh, no, well, you were the one who had like the Super Nintendo that you never ever no game turned cube. off. Yeah, because you didn't because have because we didn't a save... have a memory card, yep, so we just didn't exactly. turn it off, so we could keep our melee characters around. So this, this is pretty much the same thing. <laughs> um, so Titanfall is a game that I bought at launch and had a good time with. Played about twenty hours of it and haven't gone back to it. Sadly, I want it. I know. Is it on Steam? It's a lot of fun. No, 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 no. That's not what this is about. No, this is about Dang. somebody. Uh, actually, funny story. The final hours of Titanfall, which is like a, a kind of book-like documentary digital thing about the the process of making Titanfall, that was uh, released on Steam as well as on Origin. Anyway, um, mm. so somebody created a life-size replica of Titanfall's sniper rifle with Legos. Nerve Legos. Is it working? Uh, what do you mean, is it working? <laughs> like, does it shoot projectiles? No, but it has, you know, the, the clip... And the bolt and everything, those are all movable parts. Um, I've, yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't actually launch projectiles. This is probably the same guy that made the AR out of Legos that could launch projectiles. Maybe. I'm not sure. I'm not familiar with that other project. But yeah, it looked pretty sweet. You look pretty sweet. Aw, thanks, dear. I want to suck on your lollipop. Um. And moving on. <laughs> Ooh, yes, this main topic. I like this main topic. I like to eat nerds. They're my favorite candy. <laughs> ah! We should put that on a t-shirt. 
Nerds are my favorite. We can, <laughs> we can make lots of money off of that. Um, so, Battle Cry. You've probably never heard of it. Where you go on a beat and eat spree. Killing spree. You're really tired, aren't you? Very. <laughs> oh my god. It's been a long day. Call time for the rehearsal this morning was at 6.45 in the morning. Fun. Oh boy. Yeah, my alarm went up, off at 8 o'clock, and Sonya was like, that's a stupid time to get up. So I went back to bed. Um, so Battle Cry. You're lucky I I don't want to knock over your... What? Canada Dry. I don't know. I was contemplating throwing the mic at you for a second. <laughs> well, the day before, I had to get up at 5.30 so that we could go to Duluth and move packages in the rain. Well, not packages and mattresses and furniture and stuff because her sister was moving. So, yeah, I had a fun weekend of being out doing manual labor. Good for Thank you. Thank you very much. Actually, I was, I really liked moving their TV because it was enormous and heavy and you could like barely get like your fingers under it. So it was a really good forearm workout. I felt pretty swole afterwards. <laughs> As, <laughs> what? My forearms are nice and firm. They're still skinny. They don't have to be thick. It's not like I can just, you know, suddenly be like two inches wider. Wow. All right, guys. <laughs> I saw that look. Thank you very much. Battle Cry. <coughs> I bet you the people in Battle Cry have pretty thick forearms because this is going because to be... Because they're too busy masturbating. A... <laughs> I had something really clever going there, but you interrupted. <laughs> so this is a game that was just int- announced by uh, Bethesda. It'll so- be an online multiplayer game. Uh, 16 on 16, I think, is their max. Oh, um, wow. And it's going to focus mostly on melee. Ooh. So the the concept is that by the beginning of the 20th century, the world superpowers had set some ground rules about like how war was going to work <laughs> and how they were going to keep it you know, nice and civilized and everything. Um, so they basically, they banned gunpowder, they banned chemical warfare, they banned like bombs and everything. Um, and they decided that all of their conflicts from now on are going to be resolved in these designated war zones. And they would send like their, their most highly trained soldiers there to fight for their side and, uh, you know, for glory and, and, and victory and, uh, all that good stuff. And so it's, there's a guy that punches things. Yeah. He's got a metal arm and a metal hand and he just it's like a pneumatic puncher thing there's a guy um, that punches things i want him yep and he's got a he's got a pretty nice mustache too and he's bald so yeah we'll call him armstrong <laughs> um so yeah as i said mostly melee focused because gunpowder has been um um outlawed there's a few characters that have like uh crossbows or i believe they have one that has like a, a magnetic based gun like a, a kind of a rail gun but you know this this is you know, still kind of World War One era, but, um, you know, alternate timeline, slightly different technology. I wouldn't exactly yeah. call it steampunk, um, but it's, you know, kind of going in that direction. Um, and the, the thing that is interesting me the most about this game is the art style. Cause their, their art director, he worked on Half-Life 2 mm. and Dishonored. Mm. And the, the, the game is very kind of, um, mostly kind of basic colors um you very very stark um a little bit of cell shading and it looks really cool 
Mm-hmm. Um, and apparently, like, kind of your perception of what the world looks like changes a little bit, whether you're, like, winning or losing, um, which is kind of an allusion to some of, like, the horrors of trench warfare. Um, so, like, for example, if you're getting near death, uh, sometimes you'll see, like, crows up flying in the sky, like, like big <laughs> murders of crows um, that, you know, you wouldn't see if you weren't dying. Pretty well, that's cool. not morbid. Yeah. That's not the point. What? Being morbid? Yes. Well, no, of course not. I think our sarcasm level has taken it to a new level. Yeah, the level of tired. Wow. What time is it now? Oh, uh, wow. It's almost tomorrow. It's time to give no shits. All right, let's move on. Woohoo! But yeah, that's coming. I think a beta's coming sometime next year. Um, And I'm looking forward to it. So we should play it at some point. I agree. Give me that mitten do. It's your thing. That'll keep you hydrated. <laughs> hydrated is not the point right now. Nah. Caffeinated it is. So what have you been playing, Savannah? I've been playing V's. It's amazing. Also called V6, also called VVV, VVV. Yeah. Yeah. But it's so fun. <laughs> Very clever, Ian. Nicely done. <laughs> So what is this game, Savannah? It's a platformer, which has three controls. Uh, left, right, and switch your gravity. That sounds complicated. No, it's not. Because <laughs> once you get the hang of it, it's really easy, and it's really fun. Because, like, you can't jump. So you have to switch your gravity to, like, the ceiling, and then, like, uh, move yourself right while switching your gravity back to, like, fly across the screen in diagonal. That makes sense. To get onto things. And... Basically, you have gotten stranded in a weird dimension because your ship is broken and your teleporter chucked you and your crew to various points of this dimension, and you have to go and find them and bring them all back to the ship. And it's really fun. And everybody will be happy. And everybody will be happy. Because I'm happy as I feeling like happy. I shouldn't sing. No. I should sing less. Always. Even though I have a normal voice right now, I shouldn't sing. No. Let's never do that again, shall we? <laughs> oh, man. Pissing off music directors is my forte. Mm, what am I intending to be? So, what? What am I intending to be? Um, Music director? What? Music director? Possibly. Just stab it in the dark? If I get, I mean, if I get hired on this one, I suppose. It depends on what I get hired on. That's usually required for you to be a thing. Any kind of thing. Yeah. Just getting hired as it. Yeah. 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 Unless you make your own job. Like podcasting. Yes. I got Ryan's attention with that one. So, V's. V's. Yes. And it's really complicated, and there are spikes everywhere, and... Are there any other kinds of things that you have to avoid? Because spikes are, you know, the obvious one, like, oh, if you touch them, you die. Well, I mean, yeah. spikes are really obvious. Look at the name. It just makes a bunch of spikes. Do you know... Is is that the reason where, why he named it the V's, or... Is, no, is, the uh, V's are, each member of your crew is named, uh, who, n- their names start with a V. Oh. Victor, so, And there are six of them. Okay. Vaniqua. <laughs> no. Vatisha. So, um, the reason that I'm excited about this game is because it's made by Terry Kavanaugh, who also made Super Hexagon, which is probably my favorite hard game of all time. Um, and I reviewed that a long time ago on the show. And I still haven't beaten it, beaten it. But at least I have a higher score than Caleb. Yes. It really is difficult, but if, you, if you're if you positive about it, you won't get angry and throw your console across just, the room. Just stay calm, right? Yeah. Just, it, 
be cheerful about it because you can always go back to your checkpoint and deaths don't really matter even though they do total them. Mm. I I finished the game in like five hours with about 2,500 deaths. And that was just uh, doing the main story, rescuing all my crewmates, getting myself out of the dimension. And I still haven't finished the collectibles yet. How, I have, many, how many are there? Uh, there are 20 and I have eight to go. So on the subject of driving you mad... After on the subject of driving you mad after dying that many times, do you now want to go around shouting about how you have the shiniest meat bicycle? <laughs> what? Or how you're the conductor of the poop train? That's a Borderlands reference. I don't know Borderlands. Yeah, no. Do better, Ian. You have to. You have to uh, shape your jokes to your audience. This is like you know conversation uh, comedy one on one. But she's not the audience. Right, but if she doesn't understand what you're going for, then it's just gonna make a big pause in the uh, the the conversation. It'll be awkward, and that's what we're addressing now. But with, being with awkward is being awkward oftentimes makes things funny too. Sure, that's a good point. I guess. Mm-hmm. Just like how I can't actually talk straight right now. <laughs> no, you talk in circles. <laughs> I talk fabulous. There are a couple other things about bees, though, and that's that. <laughs> There are uh, tons of bonus levels designed by other people that are also really hard, and you also have to rescue your teammates and collect things. Oh, and but it, it's not the kind of thing where you can go and like download those levels separately, right? It's I it, don't. They, they were they were included with the they game. They were included with the game when I bought it on the 3ds eShop. Okay. So I don't know if the same applies to the Steam version or anywhere else, but they were already included in mine. Okay. I did pay more for it. I don't know why. Yeah, I'm not sure. Maybe maybe Nintendo takes a larger cut than Probably. Valve or, you know. Um, let's see. What what are all the platforms that it's on? Because I know it's on PC and it's, you know, that probably is also Mac and Linux. But I mean, um, considering what we just talked about a little bit earlier in the headlines, it wouldn't surprise me if Nintendo was taking the bigger cut. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I paid more to get it on my handheld game, and that's what, where I like to play platformers, so that's fine with me. Yeah, let's see. What on earth is Open Pandora? That's a mystery. It's, yeah, I know that he's he's working on it for iOS and Android. It'll be coming to Ouya soon, uh, and it's on the Vita. Ouya! What on earth is this monstrosity? Interesting. <coughs> hmm. I've never even heard of this Pandora Go console, out? but uh, it is... Where it, it has a vault. Where does it go? And there's a key to the vault. Uh, so it was released. And it's it's sold by Handsome Jack? It was released either in 2008 or 2010, depending on uh, who you ask, I guess. Okay. Whose so voice that, I now wear? That does look a bit older than... Yeah. And I mean, voice interesting. I know what you're it? going for, Ian. You're not being completely ignored. Pandora. Very good. What is it? Um, I don't know. I'll have to, it looks terrible though. What what is it run? It looks awful. What does it run? Um it looks like a weird fake version of Windows. Okay. It looks terrible. Oh my god. We just we just uh discovered something horrendous. <laughs> it looks like Windows two thousand. <laughs> yeah, I can't I can't tell who okay. We just discovered your mother. How, how did he why did he make this game for that? I don't understand. Uh this is incredible. Well, when when was this game made? This game was let's see, it came out on PC in 2010, uh the 3DS in 2011. 
slash 12, depending on where you are. So that coincides and with then, when that thing came, that other thing was coming out for other certain areas. But it doesn't say when it came out for the open Pandora. Well, that's inconvenient. That's really weird. I don't understand. That's just a bizarre thing. Who made the open Pandora thing? I, I can't figure that out either. I don't know who the manufacturer, open Pandora GMB8B, that's not a company. It's in the name of the device again. What's the successor? Who made uh, that? Dragon Box Pyra. Another, same same manufacturer. That's mysterious. <laughs> we'll have to look more into this later. <laughs> <That's>... <laughs> Our interest has been peaked <laughs> purely because Terry Cavanaugh made a game for it. <laughs> this bizarre console. <laughs> it had a keyboard and everything. Mm-hmm. That's so weird. Um, it's like a DS with a keyboard. Well, I mean, I wonder if it's made by the same guy who did Air Control. What, the, the console? Well, I I suppose it's a console. Oh, God, air control. Oh, did you see that article? Yeah. That was awful. (laughs) Do you want to explain? Because I can't really talk right now. So, air control (laughs) is a game uh, that was released on Steam at some point, and um, PC Gamer had an article recently about it, about how it's possibly the worst game that's ever been released on Steam. Um, It's pretty much just like somebody was goofing around in the Unity engine and half figured out how to make an interactive thing and threw it up on Steam for $6. Do not buy it. It is terrible. (laughs) I I watched him, like, struggle to walk around with overlays all over the place, some of which are buttons that will allow you to make the overlays go away, (laughs) some of which are buttons that will probably break the game. Um, At some point, it became a first-person shooter, sort of. Um, there was no aiming radical, by the way. Yeah. (laughs) At one point, uh, you could sort of control the plane from the outside, like try to pilot it, except that the game was still rendering everything that was going on inside the plane. So you could get maybe 15 frames per second off of it if you had a really beefy system. Um, yeah. And he, he emailed the creator of it going like, how can you justify like charging people money for this? And just kind of got, like, a response that was very grammatically questionable with lots of smiley faces <laughs> and, like, yes, yes, it's a great game. Like, you know. Who was the person reviewing, reviewing this? Uh, somebody on PC Gamer. I'll, I, actually, I'm going to go grab the, uh, I have it up the link for this. Okay, put it in the show notes. Um, oh, God, it looks awful. And, I mean... I, I went and looked at some of the reviews for it. And the, the, the publisher... Did or the developer answered a bunch of the um, negative reviews. Uh-huh. The only thing that he would ever respond back to this game sucks was, "Oh, your computer's not good enough to play it." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's one of those stupidly sketchy things. Where do you want me to put it in? Um, right underneath the the main topic, I think. Um, so so v v v v v v. Um. <laughs> Um, you know we're I, tired if that's amusing to us. I know. I'm not amused. Oh, that tickles my eardrums. Oh my god. How much would you, uh, say is a reasonable price for it? Uh, I would have liked to pay less. Uh, the $4.99 as it's listed on Steam is probably good, uh, if it includes all the bonus content. Uh, the 3D, I bought it on the eShop for eight twenty, and that's after hmm. tax. Okay. Uh, but I paid the extra to have it on a handheld device, and I'm okay mm-hmm. with that. I hope, so since it's coming to, like, Android and iOS and everything, I hope that it'll be 
Oh, it might be on the Humble Store already. Um, I would definitely pick this up in like a Humble Bundle or something and get it on both PC and Android. I would love that. The one thing I have to say about it, like, if you're going to play it, is be cheerful about it. Don't worry about dying all the time. Don't worry about frustrating parts because you'll get past them eventually, and it's not worth it to make yourself mad. You because it's actually to, really fun. You are going to die. Have fun! Yeah. Oh, it's, with dying. It's not on the Humble Store. Sad. That's Ooh, weird. What's that top game? That's weird because... Uh, oh, my. The, that looks like Snow White but dirty. You're really tired. I am. Um, so let's see, this week I managed to actually play The Wolf Among Us, episode four, um, cause that, yeah, god, we have no time. Good job! Well, other than, I mean, I actually played a lot while we were together playing, doing the Elan Challenge, um, but in terms of stuff for, for, you know, reviewing, I played The Wolf Among Us, episode four, um, it was a pretty good episode, um, I enjoyed it probably almost as much as the third episode, um, they're, they're getting, you okay? That was exciting. We almost broke a chair, I think. Um, so they, Telltale has kind of gotten like less and less open world, which is funny to say because, you know, their games have always been like linear apart from the decisions that you make. Um, but (laughs) like, that was the chair snapping, by the way, audience. Yeah. Yeah. Those chairs, they'll do that. I mean, it's not broken, but I feel really fat. I'm going to go eat some ice cream. There's pizza right there if you want some, actually. I'm good. I just oh, came from yeah, you, dinner. Yeah, you're eating dinner. Yep. Um, late dinner. Man, you guys eat so late. I don't understand. Well, I mean, it was put in the oven and just kept warm for us. Yeah, but what happened to like 6 o'clock dinners? We were busy packing and trying to get the hell out of the dorm. Well, every time that we try to like, you know, record at 6.30, you always like eat right before the show. At like seven thirty <laughs> during the fridge. Um, I don't really have an eating schedule when it comes to. It's whenever it just strikes me as odd. I am odd. Yeah, but you knew. That. I know. Oh crap! I just realized I have refrigeratable things in the van still. Hmm. Oh, and it's not winter anymore, so you can't just do that. No, nope. hmm. can you? I mean, that's too bad. It's a block of cheese, which should be okay for a while. Half of an onion, which should be okay for a little while. You don't and need some to beers. Yeah, why, why are we listing these now? <laughs> <laughs> because I'm tired. And yeah, you are. Can I talk about the wolf among us? Only if you include the phrase, I ate half an onion in your sentence. Um, well, I went to a butcher shop and saw a bunch of, like, pigs hanging up in a freezer. So those were being refrigerated properly, I think. Um, it seemed pretty cold. Um, but yeah, so as I was saying, like, there there are less and less and less areas, you know, where you can just, like, wander around and look at things and, you know, observe and talk to people. Actually, I think there were, like, none of those in this episode. Um, It was just, you know, scripted, well, not scripted, but, you know, conversation that you're supposed to have after conversation that you're supposed to have. Um, And obviously, I was still, you know, making decisions that are going to affect the story. Um, But in a lot of ways, it seemed like they didn't really write in those decisions very well. So, like, there was one time I noticed when I was having a conversation with a guy and I had the opportunity to, like, tell him that I was missing a shard for a mirror. 
but I didn't want him to know that I was missing that shard because I wasn't sure if he was like going to go and tell somebody that I didn't, you know, somebody bad that I would, that, you know, that that's what I was looking for. And like, so I didn't say anything about that. I said something else. And then he goes, well, you know, if you're looking for a magical object or whatever that they may have stolen from you, you can go look here. And I'm like, I didn't say anything about a stolen what? And and then, but then, you know, Bigby, my character, was just like, ah, oh, that must be where the shard went. And I'm like, <laughs> if I failed to, like, get the information from the guy, let me fail, Telltale. Nope, they're gonna, you know, allow me to go and succeed. Um, yeah, other, other than, like, that, I liked it. The, uh, the story's getting really interesting. And I've finally met the, well, no, spoilers. Go, go play the game. It's good. Well, even if you had downloaded, you know, the rest of it, then when the next episode comes out, you'd still have to download that new episode. Dang. You can let it go overnight, I bet, though. It's yeah. A, it's not a terribly large game. It's, like, maybe, I'd say six gigs at the max, maybe? Yeah. We'll see what my family says. It'll take a while. Kusalina and, well, my dad will be up to, like, two playing an online tanks game that he plays every night. This isn't World of Tanks, is it? No. I'm disappointed. I am, too. It's a flash tank game. Wow. I haven't played one of those since, like, junior high. Unlike armor games. Yeah. Oh, do you remember AddictingGames.com? Yes. yes. Oh, my God. I remember Kit and Cannon. And how that got mm-hmm. banned on, like, all of the school networks. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. But we kept finding alternates. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's when I learned how to use a proxy. Yay. Yay. That's when I learned that, you know, I mean, there were things besides RuneScape that were worth playing online. Except that they weren't really. They weren't. No. <laughs> oh, the past. The present. The future. <laughs> that was really weird. That was, that was probably the weirdest thing that we've done all night, I think. <laughs> so glad that you read my mind. So, do you know what happened? Uh, fuck, I don't know where I'm going with this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, New releases. The marker. New releases. Uh, putting a marker. Oh, fuck a marker. I'm gonna touch the tips. What? Well, you just threw the, the the two nerf darts over here, and I'm gonna sit here and make them touch tips for a while. Um. So the games that came out this week that were notable. Um. Watch Dogs came out. I was previously very very excited about that game, and I was going to get it when it launched, but then they delayed it to right before we go to camp. So I can't do that. Especially since, like, half the point of playing it is to play with the semi-multiplayer stuff that they, you know, built into the game, uh, which seemed really cool. Not doing that anymore. No. Also, I've heard that it has a lot of issues, especially on PC, with, like, people not being able to log into Uplay to play the game, and just the the game not performing as well as it should on your hardware. Hopefully, hopefully they're going to fix that with an update, but, you know... That's what the guy who made uh, Flight Control said. <laughs> um, oh, man, I mean Air Control. The Wolf Among Us Episode 4 obviously came out, and... Mario Kart 8! Yeah, It's beautiful! <laughs> Shut up! I'm excited! I know you're excited. I'm I, don't, exci- I don't have a Wii U or know anyone with a Wii U. No. And it's really sad. And that's why I need a job, so I can buy one. And buy Mario Kart. You could move out to Hancock with Sam and play on his Wii U. How about no? No, okay. That, that's a reasonable answer. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it looks you beautiful. Wanna, you don't want to get on that? And that's the the game that uh, 
they introduced the the website where you can upload your own, you know, your 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 races to, right? Replays of the races. I believe so. Yeah, that seemed cool. I should check yes. that out. You should see what people are putting up there. Nope, I don't have internet. Psych. <laughs> but the tracks look so good, and the the items are well balanced again. And it seems like what at what point were they unbalanced? Uh, Mario Kart Wii was a little bit iffy on everything. Yeah, I'm okay at that game though. Yeah, Double Dash was better. I remember Double Dash. Double Dash. Oh was yeah, great. and Waluigi just like yes. hanging off the end. He's so long, <laughs> so bad. Yeah. Um, so man, Ian, this is our like last regular episode of the season because on Wednesday we're going off to Staff Week. And and I might be leaving a little bit earlier, just so that I can go and work on boats. Okay, okay. Um, but yeah. Yeah. Yeah, halfway through the week. And after that, so I think our next episode will probably be, uh, it'll be about E3, obviously, because that's mm-hmm. coming up soon. But we're going to be a little late on that boat because, hey, not boats, <laughs> um, because our, like, we have a week off after the first Akela, which is like the, what, um... 12th through something like the 12th through the 14th or so. So I don't remember. It'll be that week when we talk about E3, I bet. Even when um, I'm mostly conscious, I still have trouble with dates. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. Um <laughs> and then after that, I don't know. Uh we have the 4th of July week off as well, but I I don't know, I'm going to be going with my family on a canoe trip, so we might not do an episode then. And then I'll be in Sweden. Starting in August. So we'll see if I can even like video call at a reasonable time for both of us to do episodes. I mean, I know that Ryan's always away. Well, late but night for you is about four o'clock. It's seven hours different, yeah. but I forget which direction. So let's see if seven hours if, ahead. If, Coast. It, if you're at 11 p.m. in Sweden, it'll be 4 p.m. here. Okay. From yeah. experience, that's how it is. Right. Okay. Man, that's too bad because it would probably be better for me to be in the middle of the day and you being late at night because you like to stay up late. Yeah. Me less so. Although 11 o'clock isn't bad. No. Yeah. No. It's 12.15 right now. I bet we can do it. I bet it'll work. Maybe. Oh, man. All right. That, that's not a 15 at all. Close to 15. I see. So you were rounding? rounding. You were rounding. Okay. It, it seemed like you were misinterpreting it too as a 5. And while they're debating I'm time. Not that tired. Mm. I'm Ian Decker. I'm Ian Buck. I'm Savannah Haslett. And thanks for listening. is almost 11 freaking o'clock. Yes, it is. I love this show. <laughs> Always. Because, you know, I like to dip myself into leche. <laughs> uh, well, th- there were actually a couple of people who were not cam staff there, so it was a nice, fresh story. It was good. Good job. We also got into Hagrid's penis. That sounded weird. <laughs> <laughs> You mean it got into you? <laughs> no, see, he would, he would tear you asunder if he got into you. That horse is enormous. <laughs> that horse is enormous. <laughs> I, okay, Ryan's going to find all of this, and we're going to regret everything that we just <laughs> said. <laughs> uh, Especially because I'm going down... 
this has been a commentary on the soundtrack of Transistor Original <laughs> Soundtrack by Darren Corb. For any copyright infringement concerns, please contact your local listing of attorneys. <laughs> Don't arrest me, please. Do it now. <laughs>